Hey firecrackers, it's Naomi and welcome to the firecracker department. Oh boy, I, I'm not living in a city right now and um, we have been dealing with the elements. <laughs> I mean, gosh world, what else you got? We had like a little tornado last night where I am. So power went out, uh, plumbing went out, everything went out and uh, it all came back to us today. So here I am, bright and early, giving you some intro love. Hey, speaking of love, I'm going to give a couple of firecracker shoutouts. One goes to my buddy Nicole Stamp. Follow her on Twitter, Nicole Stamp. And uh, she's not only a great creator, producer, writer, actor, I know her from Second City. She also directed the latest Sinking Ship production called Lockdown. Go check that show out on YouTube and go check out Nicole Stamp and all that she's bringing to the world at Nicole Stamp. My second firecracker shout out goes to my buddy Inbal Lori. Now Inbal and I met, oh my gosh, so many years ago at an improv festival in Berlin. She's originally from Israel and now she lives in Germany teaching and performing and just bringing not only comedy in the improv art, but like beautiful heartfelt performances as an improviser. Every time I see her shows, I learn something. Every time I spend time with this woman, I learn something and I learn it through laughter and through our beautiful discussions. So go check her out, inbalori.com, inbalori.com, I-N-B-A-L-O-R-I.com and find out where she is in the world, but also check out what she's presenting and producing online because she's working a whole bunch online these days as well. I'm such a fan of Inbal, please go and check her stuff out. Okay, that's my firecracker shoutouts for the day. If you have a firecracker shoutout you want me to be aware of, send it my way, firecrackerdepartment at gmail.com, and let's get some shoutouts going on. Now, our guest on the podcast this week is actor, comedian, brilliant human being, delightful person, Celeste Picoche. Now, she has been working comedy for the last 20 years, touring internationally with Second City, IO Chicago, and LA, and has worked on just a ton of amazing series, including her current role as a series regular on Showtime's critically acclaimed dark comedy, Work in Progress. I mean, she's fantastic and work in progress, but if you can ever catch her in any role that she does, she's always just a standout because she just brings such a, I don't even know how to say it, like such a Celeste. She's just such a Celeste. And I've heard of Celeste for ages. When I moved to Los Angeles, I had so many friends saying, oh, you have to meet Celeste. She's fantastic. And so this Firecracker Department podcast gave me the opportunity to get to know her. And I don't know. She's my new best friend, whether she likes it or not. She's my new best friend. You have also seen Celeste on Amazon's Upload on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Masters of Sex, Workaholics, Hot in Cleveland, Sharp Objects, One Day at a Time. Oh my gosh, so many. You can see her in the feature film, Seaberg, which premiered at TIFF last year, and in HBO's upcoming series, Made for Love. She's also a teacher and an improviser in Los Angeles, and I have to say, you know, if you got a chance to learn from a gal like Celeste about improv, I think you're in the right room. So if you ever get that opportunity, jump at it. And here's the thing, you can get even more Celeste because this week we are doing a very special Firecracker Department work in progress panel. What? Yes, you're welcome. If you haven't seen this show, you've got time. It's eight episodes. It's the perfect bingeable size. You can find it on Showtime's website or Crave TV in Canada. It is so good. It's one of those shows that bring comedy and heart 
and find a way of melding them together in such a beautiful, authentic way that you just want more. And guess what? So did everybody else because it got a second season. The show centers around Abby, who's a 45-year-old self-identified fat queer dyke whose misfortune and despair unexpectedly lead her to a vibrantly transformative relationship. And who doesn't want one of those? My heart just flutters even just thinking about the episodes. All the details for work in progress are out on our social feeds, but get this into your calendar. Thursday, July 23rd, 2020 at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Central time, 7 p.m. Eastern time, Firecracker Department is hosting a panel of Firecracker stars of work in progress to talk about all things to do with season one, writing and creating and comedy, acting, life, anything. I'm so thrilled. I'll be hosting it. Super excited. And this chat will include the co-creator and star of Work in Progress, Abby McEnany, Celeste Pekosh, who stars as Campbell. Then we got Mary Sohn, who stars as Susan, Kate James, who stars as Miriam. These are all people that are in my Second City sort of family world. And uh, I'm so thrilled not only to have a chance to celebrate who they are and their accomplishments through this show, but just to introduce you, because they're fantastic firecrackers. I'm gonna talk live with these folks on our public Facebook page, so make sure you've got that page, you know, really good and liked before this Thursday. Like, like the heck out of it. Might as well just do it now, right? Facebook.com slash firecracker D-E-P-T. Like a Rooney, that thing, because we are so excited to bring you not only this panel, but more and more panels of group chats like this. And uh, that way we can get you involved with questions that you might have. So make sure you get involved with us. Be part of our community. Pull up a chair at the firecracker table. Between now and Thursday, send us your burning questions for the panel to firecrackdepartment at gmail.com. Maybe something that came up in this episode that you want to ask Celeste about, because because she's just a wealth of knowledge. Maybe we'll try and get all the questions answered. How about that? You're welcome. We're going to give you a little reminder at the end of this pod, but I want to make sure you heard it first here so you can get your question brain ready and be part of this panel. Now don't miss any of our panels coming up. Go to firecrackerdepartment.com and make sure you subscribe to the newsletter to be one of the first to know. Uh, Celeste, here she is, talented improviser, actor, writer, comedian, all around funny lady, wearer of so many hats, not only figuratively, but actually she has a great hat collection. So let's hear from this firecracker herself. I'm so excited to be able to share this conversation. Here she is, Celeste Pocoche. You, for me, are one of those true comedians. And I'll tell you why. Because, not only because, like, I know you teach improv, and I know, like, I think you and I live improv. Like, we have that in our hearts where, like, that's how I relate to people is with the skills of improv. But then, like, as soon as this COVID happens, you're like, oh, this isn't going to shut my comedy down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to stop. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, honestly... Ain't much different going on in my world right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Although, I mean, it, it's, it has shifted a little like like comedy for the now. Like yeah. we need to make people feel good, get out of their head if they're in their head for a little bit. And so it's a very immediate um, uh, s- sense of comedy for me anyway. You know, like, I don't know. It's, 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 it has shifted a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I see it with your, 
like your daily cooking show, which I have to say, like, I know that's just what you must think as like, oh, I just do this little thing, but there's such joy in it. And there's such comedy in it. And I know like people love it and you do it every day, which is (laughs) a commitment to comedy. (laughs) Well, it started out as a joke. Right. And, um, and then literally like people started watching and I'm like, this is hilarious. And I'm like, should we do this again? They're like every day. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'll do it every day. Yeah. That's yeah. A challenge. Right. So, <laughs> Here so lo and behold, but you know, what's fun about it is it does get me up, gets me yeah. showered, um, gets me fed. Yeah. And I live, um, you know, alone with my two dogs and I mean, I manage my apartment, so I have enough people that I have to deal with, but it provides me like, um, that social interaction, you know, that you would get if you're going to do an improv show or something that, so yeah, it's good. What you need, like, I don't know about you, but when I, when I haven't been doing improv for a while, I'm like, ugh. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, 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 it's gross. Did you feel um, a shift in your sensibility when this whole thing hit? Like I went through a time where I was like, I kind of was looking after people. Like I was calling people going, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, wait a second. I don't think that's my job. I think my job is to turn the funny. Like I yeah. realized I need to turn up my funny and uh, that was the muscle. I, I think you're right on the money. I think that we project ourselves, like literally launch ourselves into our craft that we've been working for the majority of our life, right? And that yeah. we've dedicated our, our training to and our work to and our voice to. And I think when um, pandemics or other shit happens, we go into this is this is my now now my job yes like yes. it to 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 use my comedic voice as an artist to take people out of reality just for a second to give them a chance to breathe yeah you know i did um i did a uso gig in kodiak island in alaska for the coast guard it was like a seven day trip it was supposed to be with second city with my touring company but we did a show 9 10 2001 and then 9 11 hit and we didn't do a show 9 11 but 9 12 we did because it's like well this is why we're here yeah yeah and so that totally changed my outlook like before that it's like saturday night live and then that hit and i'm like oh this is much bigger than me <laughs> right. comedy the 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 you know it, it it's a a, a, a tool, a gift that, that now we yeah. ha- have to give back, right? And yeah. So, yeah. Do you mean like your trajectory? You're like, you had like Saturday Night Live in your focus and then 9-11 hit and you're like, it, wait a second, I got a bigger fish to fry? It was selfish. I, I had kind of a like, I'm going to, you know, take these classes and do this because I want to get here. Yeah. And, then, and then when that whole thing happened, I let go. I mean, definitely I sell professional goals and stuff. But the selfishness part kind of just cruised. It's like, I, I this isn't like, like th- th- there's something much more important to, to comedy than, than what I want out of it. Right. So, yeah. so things, things switched a little bit. And, you know, just by traveling around the, the country and the world, it's like you meet people that are going through shit. Yeah. And, and how can we, better their their time by releasing a little bit of of that and maybe that's just by entertaining just by doing a little something silly yeah or or shifting perspective or I don't know it's I get sounds like that was a moment that you kind of 
found found your voice a little bit. Yeah, I, it shifted everything for me when it came to comedy. It, it made me realize so that that it, it is not about me. It's like it, it ha I have to put my work out there right. if I'm to be. I want to. I want to make an impact. I want to have a, a solid, good, positive voice in the community. But if I keep just looking at my myself with this, it's it's not going to go anywhere, and it's not going to be gross. And so I wanted to. It, it completely just switched the game for me. I I had no desire to be competitive. I never really was competitive. Yeah. But like, I had no desire. I, I know also like why them and not me. Like none of that hit me anymore. It just shifted. It's like, oh, people are going through shit. People are hurting. People are in pain. We get this great opportunity to maybe bring a little bit of joy and light to the world. Yeah. So that that's kind of been. Yeah, I've never, I yeah. never take it for granted this this yeah. gift that we get to do. Like, I think everybody's funny on different levels, but we get to do it maybe more yeah. so than yeah. some. And I'm always like, oh my gosh, I feel like that's. We're so lucky. So lucky. <laughs> So lucky. Do you remember? Um, it's funny. I remember the moment on stage when I was like, "Oh, I, I like I found my feet in comedy." Ooh, Do you remember me. a moment like? Well, I remember. Yes. Okay, you tell me yours. Oh, you tell oh, me yours oh, because oh, guess oh. what? The podcast is about you. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, gross. I mean, but I'd also like to hear your stories. Well, um, wait. This backtracks a little bit because when you said if there's no time for selfishness, like I. I think there's a, like, I don't know. I struggle with that idea. We because, do need to take care of ourselves. Okay. Okay. That's what I wanted to say. Like, I want to say, like, it's so valuable to go, I'm going to look after myself. But by doing that, I'm actually looking after the other folks. Well, so I'm, I'm pursuing my own thing. Yeah. It's going to reverberate. It's exactly right. So, hey, listen, what's that old stuff they say? You can't, if you can't. You can't love anyone else until you love yourself. Oh my right? God, the so head shaking, the head shaking with that whole quote. You had so, the head shaking leading up to it and then you're like, launch it, launch okay. it. Okay. I, I have struggled with um, allowing myself to better myself so I, so I can be in a better position to have a more, um, you know, uh, a, a, a voice that, that can, I don't, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but like just to I'm be- there and so it can be more instrumental to to other people trying to achieve things or whatever you know we're all in this together but but I bet what if anything that what the pandemic taught me is um well here's some me time so you know <laughs> so I started running I started exercising this is all stuff because normally and I know me I'll put other people way ahead of me and that's something yeah. I need to work on and, and I have been working on that and I feel pretty darn good about it. But um, yeah, I think so. So in comedy, well, you know, I, I trained in Chicago and um, I had, I was in Del Close's last oh class. Oh my gosh, I read that. How is that beautiful chaos? Honestly, it, beautiful chaos is exactly <laughs> a great description. Yeah. You know, a lot of people had, had their issues with him. At first, I'm like, uh, you know, just whatever. I, I, I'm coming to get trained. I, I'm not really looking to develop any, you know, whatever. Um, and he, he was a hard ass. Um, and, but, but I would run into him at the Salt and Pepper, which is this little greasy spoon diner right next to IO. Mm -hmm. And I had to sit and have coffee with him sometime. And like, you know, I actually, I have a much different relationship with him than, than other people. Um, 
he would scare me during class sometimes because he'd just be like, get up, you know, like. Because he was blunt? <laughs> he was, he was blunt, but I, I didn't mind that. Yeah. You know, and, and like, you know, it, it doesn't like women, th things like that. But, right. but <laughs> I like that that's in air quotes. Be like, doesn't like women. Somebody I said that. <laughs> but, but for, for me, what, what I saw, he was about the work. And there was one time, and, and, and so he's like, you know, S Celeste, just, just be yourself. Like, what's your deal? I don't need to see a crazy character nurse up there. <laughs> you know, scream. So I'm like, okay. So I just did it straight as me. And it was, felt really good. And he said, you know, he gave me a compliment, which, um, has stuck with me because I was always one, Naomi, and I don't know if you felt this way in our in our trenches of, of the improv. It's like, it, this is before 9-11, so where I'm like, Ooh, how come nobody can notice? Uh, uh, I'm here too. Like, like, you know, I, I felt like I always had to work yeah. a little bit more than everyone else. I mean, else. I haven't crossed that bridge yet, but I <laughs> still feel, like I feel like I'm working harder than your average bear. Yeah. And, and so Del said at that time, because like, you know, I wasn't put on a team. Shit, I called Sharna Halpern at home. That's when we had phone books. And I'm like, excuse me, I moved from Iowa to study this and I'm not on a Herald team. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and Del- Wait, Did uh, she, she put, put you on, on a team then? Yeah, she did. She's like, oh, that was a mistake. I'm like, oh, good. Okay, cool. Great. Oh my Mistakes God. Ballsy. I love it. Ballsy. But I, I was not going to be like, I moved. <laughs> I broke. Yeah. I put all my heart in this. I just hope somebody's going to recognize me. I really no. want to perform for free. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> but anyway, Dell gave me a very nice compliment. He's like, okay. He's like, after that scene, he's like, well, what are you going to do with this talent? You know? And, and it was just a very nice, because yeah. Dell did not hand those out. So I, I didn't know what to say. And, um, you know, and it was a very, something that I hold, you know, close to me at, at, at least, but like I was figuring it out. And that was the moment on stage in class that shifted for me to know that um, you can be you and be vulnerable and be genuine and be scared, and, but still be able to make an impact with your voice. You don't have to hide behind a caricature or something like that, that, that you, you, you are okay with exactly who you are. And I think that for me I was, goosebumps. Uh, well, I, but it's it so was true. a piece of, of, you know, and Stephanie Weir was my, who's one of my idols and um, lover. She was one of my coaches as well. And when I was very young in my training, she also pulled me aside. She's like, Celeste, you know, you could be you up there. Cause I'm always like, but I'm a wacky ballerina. Right. And, <laughs> I'm not Again. even a dancer. Yeah. Who doesn't like a wacky ballerina that goes to law school at night? And Come on. I'm pay I would pay for that feature. I'd like to invest. Oh, I'm back, I'm back to that. <laughs> but, but, you know, after hearing that from a few people, it's like, okay, all right. Because my headspace when I was 25, this is, again, is 20 years ago. My headspace, yeah. people don't want to see me. People want to see silly funny characters that that's what i thought but i had no idea what even improv was and here i am and stuck in the middle of these training classes and discovering the voice of a of a um emerging you know artist yeah
I also think the level of vulnerability it is when they're like, just be yourself. And it's like, oh, like, like naked. Like, what do you, yes, these are my body parts. Like easier said than done. So that I think at improv, like you do hide, like it's like watching new improvisers that hide behind like poo-poo bum-bum jokes Mm -hmm. until they're like, wait a second, I can do booby vagina jokes as well. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You got to find a happy medium. And then, and then I, I, I think I did. I found I, I allowed, well, for the next six months after Del said that and after Stephanie said that, for the next six months, I only played myself on stage. I didn't go into any wacky characters. I tried to play just kind of like straight man, listen more than yeah. anything else. And after I got that kind of habitual you know, performance in my blood, I was able to then break out of that because I, I knew I could do just play me as well and be confident in that. Yeah. Where before I, I just wasn't. It starts to become real um, comfortable too, don't you find? Like now when I yeah. improvise, I actually have to challenge myself to do the wacky ballerina because yeah. I'm not in that zone. I'm just right? like, just talk. And then I'm like, wait a second, I can play this lady. I forgot wait about Wait a second. I can, I can play a bank teller. <laughs> the smokes at the teller. Yeah. You want quarters? <laughs> oh, I got quarters. <laughs> I think you're so right. And I also think like, Looking at your trajectory of comedy, I feel like I'd love to know the moment that you're like, oh, I'm in. I am both feet into comedy. Because I, I thought I was going to go into Shakespeare. Ooh. I thought I was going to go like classical sneakers. And then there was a moment. It was probably like one of the first moments I walked into uh, Second City. I went, oh, I don't want to do anything else. Oh, I don't want to yeah, do yeah, anything yeah. else ever. 100%. I'm right there with you. I moved from Iowa, not knowing what improv was. This is in 1997, so the internet legit just happened. And I like Googled like, or whatever it's called at that time, asked Jeeves. Yes, oh my God, Jeeves, yes. <laughs> like Catherine O'Hara or, or Gilda Radner, people that I really, Jane Curtin, like, like yeah. loved and admired. And, um, and it all led me to Second City. And so then I called them and I'm like, hi, and, and it was Judy Fabjans that answered the phone. And uh, she, she unfortunately passed away a, a few years ago now, but um, she answered that phone as the reception or whatever, working in the box office. And um, I'm like, hi, I'd like to take classes. And I'm in Iowa thinking I'll just drive up every Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, great, what's your experience? I'm like, what is improv? <laughs> and um, so- I know how to spell it. <laughs> I moved um, to Chicago then. Uh, uh, and and signed up for my first class at Second City. Wow. And um, Level A, she's like, well, we encourage you to start at Level A. I'm like, great. And so, long story short, I'm sorry. Hey, I got time for you. I only have time for you right now. Tell the longest of We are best friends. Um, So, uh, 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 okay, so I'm in Chicago now, level A. Yeah. Um, moved all your stuff there. Moved like, all my stuff. So my brother so lived there Iowa. too. Yeah, peace out. And um, got a cute little studio in, in Lakeview. Just in to Boy take Sound. classes. Just to take classes. I also had a job because my mom and dad were like, what about insurance? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so, insurance. Uh, yeah, that, I'm sure. I'm sure. Second City gives insurance, right? So I, uh, I got a job at Columbia College as associate director of admissions because I worked in admissions at where I went to school. 
So I did that and then, um, and you know, all the meanwhile, uh, taking level A and, um, oops, uh, and going through that three hours a week, met my best friend to this day, Jim Bennett there. And, um, and then my brother who also lived in Chicago was like, well, how's it going? I'm like, you know, it's slow. I, I thought maybe he's like, well, you're not going to get anywhere doing three hours a week. And I'm like, Oh, you're right. So that's when I started at IO started the annoyance. Um, I met Tim Mason in my very first class who directed all eight episodes of work in progress I'm in my very first class. Love Tim. He's brilliant. Yeah. He's kind. I love him. But he and I were in each other's first improv class at I.O., you know, and I know they I need to Abby. look around you and be like, look around you because these are your people. Yeah. Whether you know it or not, like you're gonna be working together. You're, so A, be real nice to each other. <laughs> And the stock stockpile, like the jokes that you're gathering. I say that I, I tell people I'm like, oh man, if if there's any any piece of advice for you people starting out, love each other, get over it. Yeah. Be nice. Right? Because, because it's like the Tina Fey thing of you don't want to be like four o'clock in the morning in the writer's room with somebody that you're like, that person drives me bonkers. Oh yeah. So you you've gotta be nice because look, like you know, Abby, I, I've known now for, for 25 years. These are people that I met yeah. right when I started. And, and that chemistry, I mean, <laughs> not only is it beautiful because you have a beautiful chemistry, but I also see it as like friends, which I'm thinking, this is like a dream job. You're just hanging out with your buddy. <laughs> we're having some laughs and they're bringing us free food. Yeah, right? crafty. Yeah. It, it was a dream job. And, and also then to shoot it in Chicago and, and to be with like Tim and Abby and yeah. every, the whole cast and crew um, are lovely, lovely people. And I tell, I tell you what, man, like I wasn't expecting this, but, and, and I've been in LA now for 12 years. And so I'm just so thankful that um, those relationships, and I tell people, even if it's a level one improv class, mm -hmm. the, this is your posse. Yeah. 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 So be good to each other, you know? Yeah. I, um, Mick yeah. Napier directed one of the shows. <gasps> he did? Yeah, so when Second City closed down one location, opened another, we opened that second location, or actually by then it was the third, and they brought Mick over from Chicago to direct. Oh, I so I Mick. got to, and yeah, I just- Were you in that show? Yeah. <gasps> so that was the Reloaded show at Second City. Oh my gosh. So then we, I, I think I came to visit him or I came to do something in Chicago. And then I saw Tim's maybe e ETC show. Uh -huh. And yeah. I was like, so smart. So that, those were one of those shows that I'm like, that make me laugh and angry at the same time because they're so <laughs> smart and funny. And I'm like, yeah. well, I'm just going to take a break. because you guys. <laughs> but you're right. It's all those posse friends that you're meeting along the way. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and, and, and sometimes like, you know, teaching and, and when I when I'm teaching and directing pe people are so hungry to get there right now and I'm like let, let's take a step back like learn the craft and like go go to town throw in your hours go to shows mm -hmm. you know uh, obviously do we're the under thing. a pandemic now but do the thing work at the theater get an I mean, internship weren't you hungry weren't you impatient once you knew you wanted to do it yeah or? I called Sharna up looked her up but that's what, what it takes like that's <laughs> but I also like think a little bit of impatience is good because you're hungry like don't let, don't let a pandemic tell you when you can be funny and when you can't. Thank you. And, <laughs> you know, and, and, and the same goes for, for, for people. It's like, hey, if you're, if you're not like hired by these people or cast in this or for whatever reason, 
keep going. There, there yeah. was one, there, there was a time now this merges more into the acting world than improv. But listen, I think the time I knew comedy was uh, do or die for me was when it first made me cry. Tell me. Well, it was when I left Second City from touring. Um, it, it was just, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of movement and, and I, I just, I, I, I'm like, but, but, but this is my dream job. And you wait around. Uh, yeah. And, uh -huh. and, you know, we left on good terms. Um, but it just wasn't, uh, the timing wasn't right. I, I was still very green. I was hired to tour 11 months after I moved to Chicago. And so, and you know, I, I toured for like three, three, four years. Yeah. Like, and, but so at that point I'm like, but, and when I got off, you know, the phone, I, I called my dad and I just started crying because this was like, what now? And I knew at that moment, oh shit, I'm, I'm deep in. Right. Because <laughs> it's a relationship yeah. now. Yeah. It's no longer dating. It's no, no it's, it's, it's okay. Well, you know, we, so we have so we kitchenware to together. We yeah, have exactly. like a mortgage at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to figure out the new relationship. Right. But, but when I, when I, and so I'm so thankful for everything that I've learned there, but then now I realize that, oh, it's time for me to find my, my own voice. Right. And not and wait for them to give it to you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or be approved to have mm -hmm. a, a voice. You know what I mean? Um, but, but, one of the other big, big, tiny lessons that that I, you know, got from my dad it, now as we merge into the acting world is it was November of um, 20, 2016. Yeah, 2016 or 2017. One of those. In November, I I had a bunch of auditions and I got on a veil, meaning like you're one of two for commercials, for four commercials pinned for three TV shows, meaning you're one of two. Wow. Within four days, I was released from every single one of them. Oh. And, you know, I, I do have patience and I have a high tolerance for pain, but this one was where I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I don't, I don't know if I'm this strong. So I called my dad again yeah. and I'm crying, uh, and which I don't cry. But I'm in it now yeah, at that yeah. point. And I'm yeah. like, but insurance. <laughs> and um, and my dad and, and I told my dad, I go, Dad, I, I just feel like I'm walking through sludge. Yeah. And he says to me, he goes, You need to get higher boots and keep walking. Oh, and man. and the next day I went out and bought higher boots. Oh my gosh, that's good. It, it, it can be a frustrating, uh, you know, scary um, job that we're in, but, but you got to keep cruising and then, you know, cut to, you know, two years later, I'm, I'm have a dream job. Yeah. It's ebb and flow. You just don't know when that, when it's going to turn. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. You're I exactly mean, right. You have to keep going and luckily higher boots look real good on me. So <laughs> I'm okay with that. But I think like the, the, like when people, it's funny, like when somebody reads something I've written or I read something that somebody's written or when I see a show or when I hear anything, my only advice is to keep going because you'll figure it out if you keep going. I'm not going to tell you anything that's going to change your path, really. Yeah, yeah, you've got to find your own way because right. maybe what worked for me might not work for you. Yeah. Or, and, and I also don't, you know, 
don't want to be responsible <laughs> for, for yeah. your uh, whatever it is. I'm your, not that wise. Yeah, exa yeah. exactly. Don't, exactly. Don't make me do that. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And it's interesting. So you must have had, like when you left Second City, that must have been a bit heartbreaking because we have yeah. a vision similar to probably when you went, oh, I'm going to let go of the SNL vision. Like you have to sort of mourn that. Yes. Dream a little bit. How is that transition? Well, it, it, it was tough. That, that was tough for me. Like, like not, not the SNL thing or anything like that. I, cause, cause literally my path just shifted, but, but I was still on a path. Um, but, um, yeah, you didn't sacrifice I, anything. You just, right. Shifted. Right. Yeah, I just shifted it. perspective. And with, sa sa with second city, you shifted to an unknown path that has turned out really well, but you didn't know it at the time. I mean, I, I moved to Chicago literally to work. Yeah. For, for Second City and here I am being employed by them and, and this is so great but I was still very young and green and I had no idea what the hell's going on and now all of a sudden I'm done I, I barely have an acting class under my belt I have all, all the improv classes in the world under my belt but I did not know what to do next yeah. and so I took some time um, off uh, improvising I, I um, took an acting class I took a camera class I, I uh, got a commercial agent. I started booking a little bit of commercial work. I got into the SAG uh, union and just made a plan on, I'm probably going to move either to New York or to Los Angeles, you know. Um, but but two, two years then kind of went by where I was not as heavy into the improv community as, as I was. Still, still with friends and all that stuff I was, but I took a step away, um, which I think was healthy for me to do when I decided to move to LA, I'm like, I'm, I, I guess I'm done improvising, which is so heartbreaking. Yeah. Have you ever said that to yourself? Yeah. I, before Second City, I remember there was a time that I loved it so much. And the, the company that I was working for wasn't supportive of any kind of nurturing. It just always felt like I was auditioning. So I was so anxious about every time I stepped onto stage going, I hope I do it right. Yeah. It's yeah. Not a good place to improvise from. And then it, it shifted. Somebody gave me a break and got me on their stage where I didn't oh, feel that oh, anxiety. That, so that makes me happy. That's the right connection. Yeah. I, I, well, two, it, it, it happened for me in that sense where I'm like, okay, somebody, you know, when I took some time, they're like, so you want to come play with us? I'm like, yeah, I do. Yeah. And, and I did. And then in, and then I moved to LA and, and someone's like, Hey, come play. And I'm like, Ooh, I, I'm not sure. I need to kind of like settle and see what the hell's going on um, after this like move and, but, but I went and I'm Were so glad scared? I did. Was it, was I, it... I was so little, I mean, I knew them, but, yeah. but it was like, what was the hesitation? Like, I, I wasn't sure if I was ready to improvise again. Huh. I, I just, I, I was so emotionally. Like bruised. Yeah. I just think I was probably so little hurt or in pain mm -hmm. or something or confused or needed to know, you know, um, yeah, I, I was going through, through that kind of messy part of a relationship, you know? Yeah. Right. I don't and, know if I want to see him again or her yeah, again in like, the party. They and, hurt yeah. me and, and I was madly in love and, um, and then I gave them a second shot and I'm like, okay, you know what? And then by that time, though, a bunch of my friends moved from Chicago out here and it's like, oh, oh I found yeah. love again. And then I recommitted myself to the craft. I like quit everything that made me miserable. I moved out of any living situation that made me miserable and I recommitted. And after that, it's like, okay, we're back, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And that must have felt so good. 
it did. Well, I felt more in control because I felt like, you know, um, this is on my terms now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll do what makes me happy. I'll play with what makes me happy, but I, I don't want to be locked down into anything or any type of pressure. I taught um, improv classes and uh, acting classes with the perspective of let, let's let's see how this can form us as an artist instead of like, here's your competition. If you can get to here, then that right. means you're successful. Instead, it's like, no, let's see how this can work for you to grow you in whichever artistry you want to go to. Yeah. And and it's been really reviving and refreshing for me to to teach from that standpoint. I learn a lot from, yeah. from that as well. And, and just performing, you know, with, with people and on stages that I want to. And yeah, I love it. I miss yeah. it. I, oh my God, I miss it so much. I miss, I did like a reading the other day of somebody's pilot and I was like, oh, it felt so good. It's like, oh my God, we get to do what we love. It's so, we're so lucky when we get yeah. to practice it. I'm so in admiration of that kind of journey. And I think you're not alone, but I'm, I'm wondering what skills, like what advice we can give other people when they hit those moments of, I don't know. It's a, it's a level of hopelessness or it's a level yeah. of despair that you're like, I don't know what to believe in anymore because all I believed in was this thing. Mm-hmm. And then now I have to find my new belief system. And it's usually within, but do you remember like any like uh, real talk you gave yourself at that time? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I, I needed to give myself a little bit of time and, and to mourn the change that was coming. Uh, and it was a little fear of the unknown. I didn't know what was going to happen, um, you know, and, and it's such a tight community. And so you get into your head and you tell yourself all these monstrous stories that like, you know, what's your measure of failure or success? And and if I can't get here, then what? Yeah. And it's a very scary um, position to be in. Um, I remember starting to become, I remember during this transition, and again, I'm still in my 20s, so it's not only in that decade are you going through a lot of like life mistakes and journey right. and, and challenges, you know? Oh, I must be 20 then, because I'm still <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, it's, it's just like, you know, so, so you're going through these life changes anyway. And then on top of that, it's like, uh, also, I'm going to dump this on you, you know, type of thing. And yeah. I think I just remember like, you know, what I started doing is I stopped apologizing. I, I, I was an apologizer forever. There was also a time where I felt I didn't, here's some real. Impact. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm like leaning into this, this when, camera. When we, you know, doing Herald's or whatever at I.O., Back in the day in Chicago, when we were at the little uh, corner theater by Wrigleyville, one team does it, and then and then both teams do like a long form game or whatever, and then the next team goes, and then we wrap up that hour with a freeze tag. And freeze tag, and I was again like, it's my first year of improv. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, and I would not go out for freeze tag because I was so scared. And and I and I literally in my head thought everyone else deserves a stage more than I do. Oh wow! So I'll, I'll go out when everyone else like like if I was like my, generous like you're being like everybody well, else you go first. I, I don't even know if it was generous. I think it was insecurity right. uh, on my my side. It's like not deserving. Like right. I don't 
guess I deserve that as much as they do. Yeah. And, and that's so sad. Like if my niece or sister or friends were like, oh, I didn't deserve, I'd be like, what? Just right. Say it again. Yeah. Say it again to me. <laughs> now I'm pissed and I'm supporting you through, through anger. Yes. And now we're not talking because you just burned this bridge. And um, so, so I, I decided to give myself the gift of allowing me to be worth it and, and stopped apologizing and stopped, you know, asking people for permission. I just went out and did my thing and, and it gave me freedom. And uh, because I went, because, you know, I, I, there was one time where I went out and um, somebody on my ensemble grabbed my arm and pulled me back and they went out and did a bit because they had something probably better to say. Than no. I that was tough because that no. removed a voice of mine. It said, it trained me to say, nope, you wait. I got something better than anything yeah. will come up or with. Or whatever you've got might not be great. You wait. Yeah, exactly. And that Doubt. hurt. Self-doubt. And, um, and made me angry. And I wasn't quite sure how to deal with anger during that time. Cause I've never really dealt with stuff like that. And that was hard for me. And then, and then I just allowed forgiveness and I also never allowed that to happen again. Yeah. And I, I and I grew up in that second saying, okay, <laughs> you know, by, by, and I'll never forget that moment. And that's, and I tell that story to some of my classes saying, yeah. Hey guys, we're all in this together and yeah. everyone's voice is as important. And if you're the first one hitting that stage, then you're the first one hitting that stage, but don't you ever take away anyone else's opportunity of voice. Oh my God. That makes my head explode. Cause I can, I, know. Feel, I can feel how that would feel. And then I would immediately get sweaty and shaky. I don't think I went out the rest of that night. And it was at the beginning of the set. Like the, did you speak to that person afterwards about it? No, I don't think I did. Yeah. I don't think I did. I think I held on to it because um, it was at that, that stage in my life where I didn't quite, you know, I was very young. I was very young. I, I, I didn't understand confrontation. I didn't know how to, I always have been trained to shove my feelings down and to be polite and nice and yes, please mm -hmm. go ahead. And not anymore. I mean, shit, that, that train is left. <laughs> but it's so like, so, aren't you so grateful to that person now? Because A, you learned that lesson then instead of now. But yes. Also, oh, like, yes. Like, that's why I'm like, so I'm such a fan of improv because I learned such life skills with that. Like, yeah. And when I teach, I say the same thing. Like whenever I'm like, okay, two people up and I see the hesitation and I'm like, why are you here if it's not to get up? Like, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, are yeah, you yeah, waiting yeah. for permission to do what right, you love right. to do? Yep. And then I had one of those moments on stage too that I, I remember so well, because I don't know about you, your experience, but I found a lot, maybe not so much now because I have more confidence as a performer, but women got tagged out a lot faster than men, mm -hmm. whether or not like they, we would just get our premise out and it would get swept yep. or we'd just get a funny character and it get swept and whatever the makeup, there's no, I'm not blaming. I'm just saying there was something in the air that did not support it. And then I went like, wait a second, I can tag myself back in. <laughs> yep. So I remember one night somebody was like tagged me out and I was like, tag back in. And, like, <laughs> and he tagged me and I went, tag back yeah. in. Yep, good like, for I you. Can make my, I'm my that own makes, boss. Yeah. Yes, right? absolutely. So, and when you talk about that, like the, the, the anger that I feel, and I'm, this is new to me because I'm not a fan of like 
and I'm not, they're not like ugly parts of me. They're the parts of me that I don't, um, I don't know, like the, the, the anger, the scare, the fear, the, the sadness, those kind of things. I try to push those away so that I'm the person I like, but I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going to start, we need to start recognizing those because yeah. they're equally as valid. Like when you're angry, absolutely, like, I'm fucking angry. Why can't we yes. just say that? And it's okay to be angry. It's okay to have moments of frustration and anger. And, and because if we keep on ignoring them it, rather than acknowledging them, it, they'll, they'll never be able to be released. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that people, some people are so afraid of communication, and which, which I, I, I have been there in, in my past. I'm, I'm nowhere close to there anymore. I'm like an open book. I'm like, well, here's how I feel. And everything's like normally nice and positive. <laughs> now because... we're going the other, the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> They're like, uh, Naomi, you want to tone it down a little bit with your honesty? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, and I also, though, I also like find myself now at, at my age um, where I, I pick and choose my battles. I'm like, eh, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Here my bullshit they don't need to hear my honesty on this how I really feel because it might not be but but if it if it becomes like something that's it's like oh I think I, I think I need to let them know how I feel yeah like you know you feel that like truly um and and then and and and, and, and I, I just feel when conversation comes from an honest place a, a healthy place on this is how I feel a, a truthful place yeah. instead of a manipulative or whatever place all only things of good or progression will come out of it yeah and no regret you know what I mean yeah. like like for example like my brother Jeff we lost him to scleroderma uh, uh, about a year and a half ago oh, and he he was two years older than me um one of my best friends, I have a huge family, but Jeff and I would sometimes fight once in a while, not fight, but like we had differences in opinions and I certainly wouldn't call it a fight, but we would ha have differences. And, but when he died, I, I didn't have any regret because it was yeah. all based out of love. Yeah. And, and I had zero regret for like saying this or hearing this from him or me telling him that, you know, None of that, because it was so truthful and honest mm -hmm. and, and based out of love. And if we can have communication that, well, th this hurt me because, or, or this bothers me because, you know, um, if it comes with a, from a place of truth, then who cares? Like, we can't get all pissy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes us better performers, right? It makes us yeah. like more, have more levels and things like that if we're in touch with those aspects. Oh. For sure. I, I think vulnerability is one of the greatest gifts to a performer. Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful. It's honest. I, I love watching people go there. When's the last time that you were in that place of like, oh, I'm vibrating with vulnerability right now? <laughs> uh, well, I think whenever we put ourselves out there to do something new or you know, go after something, um, we, we always have that sense of vulnerability and we, we we're so used to trying to protect that. So we don't get hurt. Yeah. And, but sometimes it's like, Oh, okay. Well, shit, I put it, put that out there. We'll, we'll yeah. see what happens. Um, I mean, you know, as far as performance and acting wise goes, I think it would have been definitely like work in progress. My, my yeah. work in there. It just um, seems like that's 
just you. Like that's, I love it so much because I watched like not only the chemistry with Abby is such a delight and so her, like just so real. It's my favorite kind of comedy because it's not built out of like heightened joke. It's made out of like depth of reality. Yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. fucking funny and painful that you have yeah, to yeah. find that. So it surprises me to hear that there was never, there was ever a moment that you were in a place of vulnerability with something that you seem so confident doing. Well, you know, I mean, it did, it took me a long time to be okay, to be okay, to be okay <laughs> with being myself truly and wholly. Yeah. Um, I, I, it took me a long time to get to a place like that. And, and quite frankly, it's, it's freeing right now to be able to, to be honest and to not carry any shame or yeah. anything like that. And to be able to, you know, tell, be a part of this story that can potentially have impact and, um, but, and, and it's all based on vulnerability Yeah, and that we, and, and not, not only, you know, queer or not, uh, uh, if you're human, you're, you're going to be facing, you know, moments of, do I show my vulnerability or do I not? And if we don't. On an hourly basis. Yeah. 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 And, and hey, sometimes you show that vulnerability, it ain't going to work. And it's like, well, shit. Yeah myself out there and now I'm left with kind of being naked yeah and no armor oh my god just a hula hoop around my neck so <laughs> so so what do you do you pick up the pieces and you still keep cruising yeah you know you put your boots on you put your boots on and, yeah. and you keep keep walking yeah what I feel like I, I feel like through your career and through your life you have had this like attraction to honesty and vulnerable honesty and authenticity Mm -hmm. Like, is that something that, do you remember a tipping point where you're like, I, I have to go deeper. I can't live yeah. in like a place of, um, of inauthenticity. Yeah. Uh, and that, that is like living in a place of like fear. Yes. Um, I remember I no longer wanted to lie. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, it became too much. I do remember, um, I was in college uh, closeted in a relationship, a closeted relationship with a girl for five years. Um, five. Yeah. yeah, and we we came out to one person, a nun, and she was so cool. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna come out to one person, <laughs> go not? for the nun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we broke up, and um, I the next day she came out of the closet with someone else. Okay, and I so I kind of felt abandoned, completely in pain yeah. on so many different levels. Did you break up because you weren't coming out? Was she, there like no, no. I, in fact, said, I'm like, hey, do you, do you, do you want to come out? Because, oh, hey, wait, well, I'm down, down. I'll say whatever you, whatever works. And, and she's like, no. She's like, I just need to figure some things out. I'm like, okay. is there somebody else? No. And, and then next day, ah, there's somebody else. come out kicking. Yeah. You know, and, and everyone, and they would come to me to people would be like, aren't they so strong? And, Cause it's back in the nineties. So we go back and I'm like, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> as I am crumbling inside, yeah. drove home later that night, told my parents because I, I, one, I didn't know how to deal with the heartbreak. And also I didn't know, I, I, I couldn't continue that not living, not being honest. Yep. yep. And so uh, 
lo and behold, you know, and, and it was, it was not the easiest coming out, but like, um, but you know, gosh, cut to 20, 20 something years later. And, you know, my whole family came to our premiere in Chicago and they're huge fans of the show and just couldn't be more supportive in, in every way. Um, and, and, and that, but it, it did take some while and it also took some while for me to be okay with me and, yeah. and, and, and to be completely honest and, and transparent. And there are still things that I protect about myself that it's like, hmm, maybe I, I won't share that part of me, you know, until yeah. we get to that level. But that's just like every friendship or relationship develops. It's like, oh, now I'm going to give you this piece of me. Yeah. This piece. It's like a slow strip tease. But I think, but I think that's, but, but I think when I fully accepted myself and realized I'm not bad, I'm not, you know, whatever, um, is when my acting and writing shifted. It was no longer um, surfaced. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, so, so everything went, went a, a, a little bit deeper. Um, yeah. what was that project? Um, so, uh, past due, which yeah. is a short, yeah. did, did you buy chance? I love, oh! I have to tell you again, like oh! one of my, it's so good because you don't see it coming. You sort of want to see it coming, but then you don't see where it goes to the level it went. Yeah. And I just love your fucking commitment to that. Oh, thank you. I love when a comedian like you, who is the wacky ballerina, then goes, <laughs> I'm also going to do this. It just, I love it so much. I love it so much. So you I'm really that. proud. I, I'm really proud of that project. I, I wrote a short beautiful. story. Yeah, yeah. Well, my, that's my friend, Denise Plum. And oh, I got a great fantastic. crew of, of um, uh, extremely talented filmmakers out, out here. And she went through the AFI um, Women in Directing program. Okay. And we, she submitted this script, uh, past due, and uh, and yes, yeah, so she directed that, and and it it, it raised the money um, herself, and it just became this really beautiful um, project. And and when I wrote it, I wrote it when I was struggling, broke, and this bill collector just kept calling it, and I'm like, all right, okay. And that's when I was like, like writing everything. Um, there, there's a story that I wrote called Frozen Angel when I spent time in Prague. Um, it gets very, very deep and very, very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it's freeing to me to put stories like that out, mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah, you, you almost have to find your venue for your vulnerability. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yes, yes, you do. What's and, 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 you know, and I'm so glad that, that Showtime happened to be at the, the screening that, that work in progress was at at Sundance. And they saw it and they saw that, that this piece would be great on their platform. Yeah. And it's perfect. It's perfect. And you know, and Abby, Abby even says when she first met with them, because like Sundance ended on a Friday and um, they, they flew her out on like that Monday. And she just said, right when she came into that room, it was, there was connection. Wow. And I think you just I, know. Yeah when it works, you know? Yeah, you do. Yeah. So with past due that, that felt for you that all your ducks kind of came into line. Yeah. With, that, like, the depth and your performance and yeah, absolutely. And then and, but then you're like, like the first one's free kind of thing. And you're chasing that. Don't you find <laughs> you're constantly chasing it? And then when you do like a day player on something, you're like, you're missing that kind of connection that you got from past due. Well, it's so funny. Like I, I, for the life of me, I can't book like a straight on comedy. Like I, I, I'm like, 
but how, why can't I get that co-star of the mechanic? What yeah. it's, it's funny. I can do it. Yeah, and it's me. Nope, nope. Like, like, but, but for sharp objects or something like super dark, which, hey man, that is my jam. That's Anything I read, I, I, I love dark. I love uh, dark comedy. I love suspense. I love thrillers. And it's like, well, hey, I'll, I'll saddle up. Yeah. I'll belly up to this bar. Uh, you know, if this is what's showing itself to me, which, which it has, um, I'm, I'm completely in. Yeah. It's also this great, like, uh, playfulness too, that you and Abby have that I, that I just, I think you can't, it's like comedy is just right at your fingertips because of your playfulness. There's not a level of like preciousness that I think sometimes folks like, because there's so many times I feel like in, in the process of pitching or creating a show, there's so many times that people challenge your vision and that you're like fighting mm-hmm. for your vision. That's when it comes time, like let's let the vision go and just play now. Let's just see yeah. where it goes. But it's so well, great that way. We're very lucky, you know, in, in the sense that like, you know, we have had Tim direct all these episodes. So he, we would stick to the script and, but then Tim would let us, um, you know, improvise a little bit and, and just kind of play in a lot of those scenes. Um, but, 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 you know, gosh, a- a- Abby is just one of my dearest yeah. uh, friends in life. I've known her for half my life. And yeah. she's just so precious and beautiful and smart. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> I, love, I feel like, honest to God, I watched, I watched it and I was watching you and her and I was like, we have a new superhero. And the superhero <laughs> world is full of like, queer lesbian strawberry blonde women and like salt and pepper hair and those are my superheroes oh that is awesome I just I'm so and I so love that it's not a show and I think this comes from that kind of discussion about authenticity but it's not a show about like oh this is a show about gay and lesbian and relationships it's just it just this just happens to be part of the show it's already a given yeah. So being gay, being queer, being non-binary, being queer, whatever it is, being straight, it's already a given in this yeah. world. So that's not what the show is. Yeah. The show is about a woman who is going, you know, a person, middle age, a person that we all yeah. know and we can all relate to. Yeah. Issues, mental illness, you know, uh, relationships, um, life happens. And yeah. so once we clear out like, oh, we're okay with just living exactly who we are. Yeah. Now we can get to the meat of the story and it's and, so relatable and it's so relatable yeah. No, yeah. no matter what and who you are like there's something that you're gonna find that you that is like oh my god you know i don't know if you've ever seen um enlightened yes. mm-hmm. that's a show that when i was watching it i'm like how did they see me without my clothes <laughs> <laughs> you know where yeah. it's so profoundly affected me that it's like, holy shit, yeah. they're inside my mind, inside my soul. How? And I, that's the type of work I, w- I want to be part of. So that inspired, did you take action from that inspiration? Like, did you go, I watch it, or did you go, I'm going to eat a bowl of popcorn, because that's like... <laughs> <laughs> well, both, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I, um, that, that's the work I inspire, like, like um, something that makes an impact, something that tells a, a, a great story, of an interpersonal growth or a self versus self. You know, I, I just want to be part of that story. Self versus it's, self is great. Go on yeah. with you. I love it so much. <laughs> well, I think that's worth the progress is Abby versus herself, really. Yeah. 
But isn't that all? It's like, look what we're talking about here. It's all about, yeah, we're not battling anybody else. They're on their own. Nobody really cares. Exactly right. Yeah. That's why circling back to when people are like, well, how can I do? It's like that. That's 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 on you. Yeah. And you'll be you'll be more proud when you say I did this. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I was like. I always feel like when people are like, give me notes about my scene. I'm like, give yourself notes. Yeah. <laughs> I wish, you know what? Cause whenever I coach, if they're like, you could be more tough on us. I'd be like, be but... more tough on yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I'm, like, I'm well, not going to be around. I'm not going to be around next week when you're doing a show. So do your own notes. And also it's like, but we've only had two rehearsals. So I don't know who you are yet. As yeah. an but it's also the recognition, like, I mean, this is sort of a tangent, but the recognition of when we do something right and need support on, like, I'm, I think we're all pretty good at going, oh, you need to do that better. You need to do that better. Yeah. And then what about the times we're like, I did that pretty good. I yeah. Things going on. Absolutely. Why don't we celebrate that? Yes. Oh my God. I saw work in progress and I was like, I'm so excited to be alive right now. Oh, do you know what I mean? Awesome. Aren't you just yeah. like, you watch that and you're like, this is this world is so exciting right now and i don't think i don't think they are level ground that we're walking on like i think it's it's not level in the sense of like i think everybody's equal in my in my world anyway but i think it's precarious we're like figuring shit out we're figuring out how yeah. to make people feel as inclusive as possible and Absolutely. you know i have these discussions with our with our firecracker department team about like how do i speak so that everybody feels like i'm their ally because if I'm not speaking like that, then I'm not doing my job. Well, and we, we just, we're, we're learning. And, and once we can communicate exactly how, and once people are, feel like they're in a place where they can communicate how, you know, like, so the, the great thing about work in progress, and it taught me a lot too, because, you know, we're all in this world le- learning as best as we can, hopefully, and being open-minded about, oh, okay, oh, okay, okay, you know, like type of thing. And not everyone is there, but but work in progress, like on our call sheet, we had everyone's pronouns. Yeah. And, you know, we had people all across the gender identification, all across the sexual preference, you know, platform, um, uh, people that have never been the head of their department um, for the first time became head of their department. Yes. Uh, People of color, people of all religious uh, backgrounds. And, and, um, you know, and, and it was such a beautiful a crew and cast to come into every day and but there were moments that I'm like oh okay well note to self now I know on how how to listen more or or to be more respectful um where maybe I've just been ignorant because I wasn't probably listening you know what I mean or just we make mistakes like I'm gonna do the best I can I promise you that I will try my hardest and I also promise you that I'm human yeah. So I'm hoping that I interact with people that allow me a little bit of leeway, but allow me to apologize. Like if I, if I, you know, um, uh, use the wrong pronoun for somebody, I need to be taught and I need to take responsibility for that. And I'll mm-hmm. apologize because I need to be more aware, but we're on this journey. It's not, as I said, it's not level, level. Yeah. Point. And you know, and, and I think we're at a really nice place of transition. Um, can you hear that lawnmower out there? Should I shut my window? No, that's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love but, it. I love it. It's essential work. Yeah, it is. But you know, I think uh, I, I think um, we're at a place of transition now. And I was just talking to somebody about this maybe two, two, 20 years ago. It was like, 
oh, okay, well, you only have like gay or lesbian or whatever. Now you have like, you name it. And, yeah. and but, but we're at a place now, even in education, where, you know, both my parents are teachers and I, I have siblings that are teachers and, and I teach. Uh, I'll ask pronouns uh, straight up. Like if, if, you know, please let me know if your pronouns. Um, so, because I, I will screw up if yeah. not. And I, and I want to respect you. And it's up to you, you right? Like, tell me how, how you yeah. want to be treated. So, Absolutely. and I know you, you claimed of, like your title is queer lesbian. And I'd mm -hmm. love to know how you chose that. Well, I mean, it you could know, have been all these different, like that's just oh, like, yeah. you've got a potpourri to choose from. <laughs> well, I, I used to feel that it was only you had to be one thing. And, you know, and then you work like for me, then it's like, okay, well, sh I'm coming out as gay, which was very tough for me to do. And, but I was proud and I was happy and I had no regrets. It's just who I am. But at that time, I feel like it was a matter of being truthful um, and just being me. The label was just something to define it for, for I feel other people, because listen, mm -hmm. I, I can still, I can still be attracted uh, or, you know, being like that dude is, that mm -hmm. dude is good looking, you know, sure. and, and cool. But like the level of intimacy or, or emotional connection usually falls on the side with a, a, a woman, a, a cis female, you know? And so, but, but, so I would, yes, consider myself like a lesbian, but I, I, uh, am very, I feel very much part of the queer community as well with non-binary folk, um, gay, lesbian, bisexual, um, sapiosexual, whatever it is, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I feel comfortable straight. I feel comfortable in, in, in it all. And, and I have straight friends that I, that they even consider themselves part of the queer community because I think it, it just, it's this, you know, we're stronger together, uh, all of us in here. And so mm -hmm. I, um, I have very tight crew of, of a lesbian community as well. Um, but, but even working in work in progress, it just, I, I feel really good when I'm part of the larger, um, queer community. Um, yeah. and you know, so, so yeah, I would definitely describe my, myself as, as a queer lesbian. I mean, today, right? Like I also go, you know, I, I remember I have a friend who's <laughs> trans and I remember like watching her sort of figure, figure it out. Yeah. And, and it was interesting from my, from my perspective, because I was like, I'm going to figure out with you how you want to be spoken to, how you want me to treat you. And it was really beautifully educational. Yeah. And I'm up for that. I'm up for all that education. Well, I think, I think too, like, um, you know, we, we, it's fluid, right? And so like, you know, that whole storyline on work in progress with Abby falling in love with a trans mm -hmm. man, um, that that's a true that happened in her life and and so then she had which someone say to her which became Campbell's line in in the series um so I guess you're not a lesbian anymore like someone literally said that to her and um and it's kind of like well and and you know Abby Abby doesn't refer to herself as a lesbian she refers to her as a self-described you know fat queer dyke self-described right 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 <laughs> but um but 
she she didn't want to take away from the identification of her boyfriend at that time of, right. of the trans man and calling herself a lesbian at that right. time so so and ultimately it's like who cares who cares who we just cares? just love each other just love each other be nice like who yeah. gives a shit yeah first you don't want me to be a lesbian now you want me to be a lesbian now i can't be anything else I can't be like, what <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like, wait, you can be anything you want. Yeah. So can I. Yeah. I don't, have to, I don't owe anyone an explanation. No. No, I, I'm, the more we just treat people like people. Yeah. You know? Yes. It's just, it's Come on. Like, like, it's like, oh man. Yeah. 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 Cause Look, it's just I life. I, I'm, I'm angry at this point because I have to wrap it up. Because we've been talking, <laughs> no, I'm I'm, I don't know who to talk to. I'd like to talk to my producers, but then I'd be talking to myself. I get um, it. I get it. Everything good must come to an end. It must. I could talk to you forever, though. I want to wrap up with a couple of questions. They're not rapid fire, but I'm just trying to Great. make them a little bit more uh, rapid uh, than most. Okay. I'm gonna, here we go. Um, what do you want to be best known for? Uh, work in progress and painting dogs. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I have to share a picture with you of my dog. And I'll... Oh no, I'll paint it for you, Naomi. Okay. okay. Uh, secondly, uh, what's two words to describe your present mental state? Uh, casually free. I love it. I love it. Uh, if this was a movie, so we've been, your life is a movie, and the credits are just about to roll, so we're at the end. What has been the climax, the turning point of your life? Uh, uh, we'll rapid fire it one more oh, time. No, to no, me. you can breathe through it. You can breathe through it. But like, what's something that changed your life forever? A moment in oh. your life. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> when my brother Jeff died, yeah, I um missed him by two hours. I was flying home, but it was the cold. I'll be real quick. It was no, the cold take your time. Day. It was like negative 40 degrees. Um, and I was getting ready to go back to LA after spending a week at home with the celebration of life and stuff. So cold in Iowa. My parents had, uh, a, they have a window in the garage where we would have a drink or if my brother's smoking and so whatever on the garage. Jeff, my brother loved deer and I'm having a drink. I'm like, I'm gonna have one last drink with Jeff before I go back to LA. I'm looking at this window and I swear, and I'll show you pictures, Naomi. In the frost was a deer. And I was supposed to paint Jeff a deer. Uh, I'm in my studio, so I, I paint, and, and, um, but, I, but he never got it. I never got around to it. I was going to. So he painted, I thought he painted it himself. And hold on, hold, hold. Oh my gosh. She's getting up. She's going over to her art space. I'm seeing okay. everything as it happens. So, Here she comes. Oh, sorry about that. When I came home, I took a picture with my phone. I painted it. And this is what I saw in the frost. <laughs> that, to me, That's was amazing. Jeff saying goodbye and everything's okay. Oh, my God. And I'll paint you a deer because you never got around to it for me. <laughs> so that that was a huge turning that's point. That's good. That's beautiful. Um, amazing. Oh, what? No. Um, let's keep going. What's something that people don't know about you? 
I used to write knock knock jokes for Dixie Cups. <laughs> I have to just tell you. So the first meeting that we had with Firecracker Department, where everybody kind of came together and we figured out what we wanted to do, I refused to get styrofoam cups for the box of wine that I had bought. <laughs> that's the classy lady that I am. Oh, I love it. And so I got Dixie Cups. And so everybody had like these little thimbles of wine that they just had to drink from. Wine glasses. I demand. Cups. <laughs> All right. Uh, fantastic. That's, I want to hear some knock-knock jokes at some point. Um, what has been your best mistake? I don't believe in mistakes, but what's been the best thing that you've done that you've learned from that way? Trying to, best mistakes is, uh, is failure to allow myself to um, give up control. I think not giving up, trying so hard to keep control was a mistake that I learned the hard way. And so now I'm happy to give up control. Please take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you do when you need to regroup, when you need to get balanced? Um, I will run uh, and, or I'll just go for a long walk with my dogs. Um, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Or I'll have a tall boy of cheap beer. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, one or the other. Either I do something really healthy <laughs> in nature or I'll have a beer. It depends. It depends on what rebalancing I need. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's a book in you that you have to write before the end of your life? Uh, the, the, the unknown artist, I guess. The, you know, something, something like that. Yeah. yeah, I love uh, it. You know, I just started painting when I was like in my, a couple of years ago. Amazing. I, and it's, who knew? I, I didn't know. I, and I, I, I still can't, but, but I pretend I do. No, it's, it's you. It's just you, right? <laughs> so it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My final question is, what advice would you have given to your younger self? It's going to be okay. So ju just, keep, just keep going. Just, just keep be, your tall keep, boots on. Keep your tall boots on. Yeah. Ju just keep going. It's going to be okay. Oh, man, I'm such a fan of yours. <laughs> oh. oh, back at you. This yeah. is so fun. Such a delight. I'm so grateful for the time and to share your stories with folks. And, oh, well, thank you. Um, when this is over, I'm going to buy you a tall boy. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, she's just too funny. She's too funny. I adore her. And, and I'm just so grateful that she had some time for us. Now, truly, as I said, this isn't the end of Celeste Pacoche. No way. We have this panel coming up, which I mentioned in the intro, and I hope you didn't just jump over that to get to the conversation, which I would get. I get. Sometimes intros, they go on. But the most important information is to know that we are doing a full panel with Showtime's Work in Progress. I'm so jazzed about this. We hope to see you on the Firecracker Department's public Facebook page this Thursday, July 23rd, 2020. I don't know when you're listening to this. It could be the future. Uh, if you're in the West Coast, it starts at four. If you're on the East Coast, seven. People living in Chicago, six. We've got times for everybody. I'm gonna be talking with the whole squad. Abby McEnany, Celeste Pacoche, Mary Sohn, Kate James. Come on, what a team. We'll be talking live on our public Facebook page, so do not forget to like our public Facebook page at facebook.com slash firecracker D-E-P-T. Maybe turn on live notifications, why don't you? 
Remember, the Facebook group is different than the page. Make sure you've got both sides covered because you don't want to miss a thing. You can follow Celeste on Instagram at Celeste in Clogs or on Twitter at CPECHOUS. That's C-P-E-C-H-O-U-S. Send those questions A-S-A-P to Firecracker D-E-P-T. So many different letters, but I think you'll figure it out. We're going to see you Thursday. I can't wait. Quick shout out to some of the Firecracker Department core members because they are working so hard right now to bring you panels like this work in progress panel. Thank you so much, Winnie Wong, Sydney Nielsen, Anna Gustafson, Rebecca Marquardt. None of this could happen if it was just me. It takes a village. It takes a Firecracker village. I just want to let you know that there is something for everyone within the Firecracker Department. And if you're not already part of our Firecracker members group over on Facebook, why not? You should be. It's super fun and it sort of is our central hub for connecting with each other. It's kind of like what I say is, these are your people. Come and find us. This is where you'll hear about what's going on in all the departments and also meet some fabulous firecracker people from all over the world. So get in on that action. We have a writing group that meets on Thursday, so you can be part of that as well. Come one, come all. And then Sundays, we do a community brunch on Zoom so everybody can come, meet some of your people, hang out. I'm telling you, we're busy and there's something for you. There's a department and a seat for everyone at the firecracker table. You just have to pull up a chair because really, we've been waiting for you. So come on in and join the community. Stay in the loop and subscribe to our newsletter at firecrackerdepartment.com. I'm really glad you're here. Big, huge, massive, gigantic, big-hearted thank you to the whole Firecracker team. Oh my gosh, everyone in Los Angeles, Toronto, Vancouver, and all the way over in the UK. And we've got some Firecrackers that are humming over in New York or hoping to start a chapter over there as well. Thank you to the core members that really make everything work. And then we're going to do a whole new episode on Tuesdays. Yeah, we don't stop. Because we know that this stuff is important. It gives folks platforms for your voices, for your stories. And thanks to you for taking the time to listen. Because you know what? There's a lot of options out there. And there's a lot of information. So we're really thrilled that you chose us. Let us know what you're working on. Let us know how we can help. Because I always say, we're one better if you're here. I'm Naomi. And we'll see you next time on the Firecracker Department. Bye.